0: Uh-oh. It's kind of one of those things, it's like the duck. You know, you see a duck in the water, right? The duck looks like it's cool, but the duck's freaking working hard under the water. Wow! I'm working hard, working hard. That's how hard place is. We look cool, but we're working hard. I'm good man, things are things are wild right now. just
1: yeah? Uh
0: so yeah, I mean the big thing is uh I I jumped onto a sports startup company. And yeah, dude, and our, our facility is being built up like north of Austin right now. It's going to be in a 200,000 square foot space. And um, we're going to have like 7,000 square feet. Yeah, it's Texas is ridiculous the way they operate, man. Wow.
1: 7,000 square feet? Yeah. Crazy. Wow. That's going to be awesome.
0: Yeah, man. I'm excited for you to come check it out sometime. You're down south, man.
1: Dude, I I need to. One of my uh, one of my best friends uh, from uh, when I was in college, I studied abroad and met a guy in Brazil who we became really close friends. And then we actually taught English in Spain, like right next to each other, just purely coincidental. But he lives in Austin now, and I've been meeting him.
0: Oh hell yeah!
1: I got to make my way down there. Been there once uh, for South by Southwest and loved it. Such a fun town. It's such a cool town. Yeah,
0: South by is coming up again too, man.
1: It's that time of year. You're right.
0: Yeah. Every March. Wow,
1: Phew, man, Dang, it's crazy. I can't believe you're right. You're absolutely right. Wait, so sports startup as in like, are they doing, like are you doing physical therapy or more training or?
0: Yeah. Oh. It's a, uh, ideally we want to provide like an intercollegiate experience for in the, for the private sector. Right. So you have physical therapy, performance, nutrition, and massage therapy basically all of these all these professions under one roof
1: yeah jared that's awesome
0: well see, yeah well we're gonna we're gonna try and make it work man
1: yeah it's... so are you are you like doing um are you gonna be part owner or are you like renting space or how's that that's that's
0: all those little workings have yet to be determined right now we're venture capital backed and i was yeah right let's see how we can get we can get into it i was bought on by a friend i'm i'm on salary I'm not, I don't have any stake in the company right now.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. Dude. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Cool.
0: So it's, it's for me, cause I left a, you know, standard outpatient orthopedic job, um, which was great. Loved it there. Um, yeah. The main reason I hopped on it right now is because it's, it sounds exciting as hell. Yeah. And there is the element of safety because it's, I'm not, I, I don't, there's, there's little risk for me right now.
1: Right. It. Well, especially if shift your salary and, and, you know, steady income. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Dude, that sounds awesome. And it sounds like it has the potential to, it definitely sounds like it has the potential to take off, which is from like a risk analysis standpoint, like might as yeah, might as well, if you feel comfortable. Oh yeah. And it's yeah.
0: definitely a cool spot because I get to take everything I've learned from you and guys like Ben and Greg and, and really bring a branding um, focus yeah. to uh to this environment, which has been, which has been awesome.
1: Dude, Jared, that's so cool, man.
0: Yeah. We got to will I'll, if at some point you want to, we can talk about this more like the healthcare, uh, digital marketing group or just like the experience of venture yeah. capital and startup life and what that looks like.
1: Dude, absolutely. Man. Yeah. You don't hear too much about it. I know. I mean, really the only people I know are, and I don't even know them is the, is the Mayo detox guys who, mm-hmm have some type of, I believe, so I'm, I'm guessing, I'm, I believe have some type of funding. Uh, and then I think Ben and Gene did some type of investment. Yeah, with, with Recharge. Venture, venture capital, but some type of investment. Yeah. I think, I, I could be wrong. It's just, yeah. Yeah, we
0: yeah. can throw all these speculations out there. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll bring them on. But yeah, yeah. you just think about like, because I guess the, the big... Um, the the people that have done it in a way that we're trying to 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 match and ideally hopefully do better than as our ceo would say is exos um yeah for sports performance and and recovery and just have and kind of stake their their claim in that space um
1: yeah what a cool goal goal yeah yeah be a part of a team with a vision that big that's awesome
0: yeah. And it's, it's, no, you know, we've talked about this a lot before of people with abundance versus scarcity mindset. And it's, it's really cool to be in an environment where it's weird as hell when money really isn't the limiting factor and you have cool entrepreneurial people and that are in this space that are like, Hey, you know, money's not your problem, right? We can go out and get money. It's so when you're looking at budget, when you're looking at equipment, what can give us ROI? Cause that like, that's how They're our, Yeah. That's how our people with the funding are looking at it, right? Like give me something that can give us ROI and we're totally cool spending whatever, which is nobody thinks like that in traditional PT, right?
1: Not many. No, well, and and most just haven't built enough capital to be able to play around like that. Mm -hmm. You know, like for, I don't know that world very well, just from what I read and, and talking to people in that world that I am friends with that, you know, they're living in such an abundance mindset and that whether good or bad of like, they don't even need every deal to work out. They just, they just need like one out of 10 and like crushes it. And I mean, if you can, if you can put 1 million into something that turns into Uber, like, yeah, you can take a chance on 20 of those. If one of them turns into Uber, like who cares if we lost 19 million, we just made 10 billion. You're like, okay. Yeah. Okay. I get it now. Yeah. Yeah, most people just don't have twenty million dollars to, to to like explore, yeah, you know, man, play around and gamble and risk all that. So that's the that's a whole different world. It's cool, it,
0: Yeah, it's it's wild. It's it's this. You know, it's the stuff you just fall into because, you know, I, I know we've talked about this before too. But basically, all most of the jobs that I've gotten since graduation have been via the podcast or via. You got me you got me the job with Stephen Dunn at Core Therapy Pilates, right? That we did a remember that?
1: We did a you.
0: Yeah, well we did a we did a random Facebook Live yeah. in healthcare digital marketing and he saw it. He saw it.
1: Oh brought right Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. So there and then like the guy that hooked me up with this gig was a classmate. He was like, Yeah, I know you're you're all about, you know, branding and, and promotion. You did a podcast in school, so we'd love to, you yeah. know, it's just it's all this it's all the stuff that you've been talking about for what four years
1: now hey i mean i both of us and the, and the biggest thing is just like living it you know you just gotta yeah, so, yeah that's the coolest thing i guess it's hard for a lot of people in that there's no certainty can't guarantee like no oh, just just do it for six months and yes you'll have opportunities or here is exactly the opportunities do you, do you just, you never know what those are going to be. I do know that if you just put yourself in positions to interview people and talk with people. Like I've yet to see opportunities not happen. I'll put it that way. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't know what those look like or how and what form or like to what degree, but people just see you as a, as a doer and people want to work with doers. I don't know. That's, that's, that's true.
0: That's true. I think that's, you know, speaking of imperfect action that, that was such a great talk back when you gave it to SSBT Live two years ago now, I think.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, two years ago. Wow. It's been been maybe, yeah, man, you're right. Two years ago.
0: Yeah. And that was, just, again, that was like one of the highlights of that year, just hanging out with you and Alex at the hotel and just learning from you guys.
1: We were joking around the other day in because uh, we, we had to go on a business trip and we got to hang out with one another and uh and jason uh i think jason wright was the other one we were we were with we were joking about the times when it was you me matt parker and uh and i can't remember if matt Vegas took your spot after you left or if he was still there i can't remember but yeah we were joking about the uh just that room and the, the silliness that went down in that room
0: so, yeah that was, that was a lot of fun man <laughs> But yeah it's it's and all of it is is just putting yourself out there opens doors it's crazy
1: it's crazy man i think it's you know i think it's the hardest thing for most people is to uh that's a generalization but i think at least in the world of of being a leader in a field or business and i I don't mean leader like i'm coming out here to be a leader i'm Mm -hmm. putting my you know like look at me i'm a leader but leading by example i guess is the right word of being someone who wants to have influence is the hardest part for most people is just getting over that initial putting yourself out there and not being perfect or not being the expert is another really fearful thing that's why i love podcasts yeah. i love interviewing people like you don't have to be go interview people who who are a step ahead of you or if not a step ahead of you in your own career but a step ahead in some different direction that you can go learn from and and to be able to share that with the world like isn't that what we're isn't that why yeah. we read books of like successful people even before the internet you just go read and like watch interviews and and hope to glean like just one or two pieces like of, of little nuggets that you can be like oh yeah i need to implement that in my life yeah
0: take it take, take it back even further to the caveman days when they wrote on the walls it's like oh this is how you kill the beast yeah this, it's storytelling yeah.
1: it's story yeah and even probably even you're right and and even more closely related to a podcast was probably just sitting around a campfire the older people <laughs> tell dropping wisdom back to the younger folks like yeah you know like hey man you know that lion almost ate you today you like here's here's where you went wrong dude like, wrong. <laughs> yeah. like that's why i don't have my right arm anymore is because yes. did the same mistake like here's what you got to do next time and be like ooh, i'm glad I, i'm glad you're telling me this like that's the interview like that was yeah. the old interview of like hey hey uncle jim like how do i not like how <laughs> do i keep both of my arms and they would be like all right man here's what you got to know and it's just cool we had this formal setting where it doesn't have to be whoever's in your close little circle anymore yeah. like geographically like you can can be I mean you know you've interviewed people probably all over the world at this point like we've gotten to interview people in Australia in Europe yeah physio
0: tutor shout out right yeah
1: crazy just like people I may never even meet in person but I've been influenced by them yeah this cool little medium and being able to just ask like hey could could pick your brain yeah
0: dude and I think in, I know you've traveled abroad too. So you've got, you know, a really good war, uh, worldview, but the fact that like, okay, let's take physio tutors, for example, you interview them. And then all of a sudden, if you end up in Amsterdam, you're like, oh, I have, I know people here. I can go meet up with some people that I know in Amsterdam. Like, that's so weird. It's so, it's so cool.
1: So cool. And and what's cool about this, I think, I think hopefully people are are seeing more and more is that when you and I get to spend an hour and a half or an hour, or whatever, how long like on this getting to see one another, there's still this feeling of like, yeah, but is it real? Is it genuine? And I've just found over and over again. I mean, really, I, I, I can't think of honestly off the top of my head. I can't think of any times where I met someone and been like, wow, you are way different than I thought you would be. Okay. Maybe like some people are taller than I thought or shorter or like, yeah, <laughs> personality wise. I'm never like, like, this is such an intimate setting that it would be really hard for someone to just fake it and meet them and be like, ooh, dude, I, don't like, I don't, actually don't like you.
0: Yeah. Let's just stay to online, friends. <laughs> keep it there. I wanna...
1: This is not ever me. This is crazy. Like, I just I feel like you're, you're just not the same person as I thought you <laughs> It's
0: like, well, can you go in a different room and then
1: I'm going to text you? <laughs> yeah. Then keep it there. Uh, oh it's crazy it's crazy how, how like when we met though it was it was it wasn't like a oh hey man like this is different we're, we're in person now it was just yeah. a continuation of the friendship we had made and i don't know it, it's so cool And if you go to amsterdam those people will be the same from physio tutors and you get to meet them and it, it's just it's incredible the opportunities that we've got right now and i'm just dude i'm so pumped to see that it's still helping you out like yeah for the business that you're involved in now and your career, and I don't know, I just think, man, we could both be, nothing wrong with this, but we could both be working nine to seven orthopedic, outpatient orthopedic jobs that we don't enjoy, to pay the bills. And I say nine to seven, because let's be honest with documentation, rarely nine to five.
0: Yeah, Yeah. and that's conservative. Nine to (laughs) seven is (laughs) a conservative.
1: Sadly, so true, man. Yeah. Yeah,
0: many times I remember being up to midnight documenting right getting those notes done especially if you want to like spend more one on one time with people and it's just it's that tough thing where like you're working with somebody and there's that weird thing that happens in a busy outpatient clinic when you work with somebody and you're having a good time but then you know like oh i'm sacrificing documentation right now i'm gonna have to spend another hour when this motherfucker closes
1: yeah it's, you know, honestly, I, I don't know. I've told, really talked about this before, but when I was in uh, home health in particular, I, I started to just get really honest with my patients. I was like, hey, look, I don't like to document in front of you. Um, I'm going to be honest, though. Like, if I don't do this, I'm up till like midnight every night. Yeah. Documenting. And they it was crazy. it was like as soon as I told them and I like told them the expectations of my job, which I, I guess some people could say it's unprofessional and unprofessional you know kudos it's a it's a a personal belief thing like i I don't yeah i'm not gonna say what's right or wrong i just i just knew what felt right for me to let them in on my world because i just thought that was fair like why should it be a one-way relationship and it was crazy when i would tell them like yeah look so um i i want to just be one-on-one and not ever have to type anything But if i don't do that like i'm up till midnight and then i don't feel very happy as a person i'm getting to bed late doing all these things and as soon as I would just tell them they would be like no please okay yeah we don't need to I'm not going to talk them while I do my exercise I'm going to focus on my exercise while while I'm doing that you type and it was really cool like we had this yeah. simplistic like I can't think of one person who was like upset about it or, or people were just understanding like as soon as I told let them into my world just like they would let me into their world yeah we're humans here I'm not some like robot of uh, you know like I can do everything and all things and like this is just a job. This isn't my like life. I have a life outside of this. And and I need you to know that uh one, I don't get paid enough to like just do eighteen hours a <laughs> day. Again could be another thing. I mean I'm very grateful. It's it's, it's good pay. It's it's like but at the risk of, of like mental health, it wasn't I mean, honestly, I could argue there's not enough money to, to force someone to work. 18 hours a day, depending on your state and who you yeah. are. Some people, it's no problem. It was, it was really interesting. I don't know if you've ever done that with people and like let them in on your world of like, I think it's yeah. hard when work for business, but when you work for someone else to like, just say, Hey, here's the expectations and um, I don't want to have to do this, but if I don't, here's my reality. Can you help me with my reality?
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. People get it. Yeah. It's so refreshing when people get it. Like, and then you run across people that, have you know had PT before? I remember that I was working with one patient, and they are they almost like push you towards documenting. Like, like I know you got notes to do. Why well, yeah, get get on that computer? I'm, I know how to do these tricep press downs. They're like, oh wow, you get it. Then yeah. it's so cool.
1: I mean, it would yeah. be like it would be like me being I don't know going to I don't know what the example would be, but like going to Walmart and then being like. Hey, let me help you with all your things, and then be like, "Great, well, I'll do all the registering and 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 checkout at the end of the night. Like, I'll go and actually ring all this stuff up and ring. Just, just, yeah. just let me write your credit card number down now, and then I'll do all that after. Oh God, just go right. I would be like, wow, man, that's, do you get paid for that? No, I don't get paid for that part. I'm just gonna take my time to do that. Like, <laughs> like, like you look at other systems have built that in. You know, like, yes, if, if there's no. Like, could you imagine if it was just like? Cool. We'll swipe your card. Great. We're not gonna do anything now. You can go. Just take all the groceries, and we'll we'll spend. Uh, we're gonna make everyone, all of our employees, spend an extra hour and a half afterwards. Oh my god, dude! Manually ring up all the things, and uh, I mean, it's not a perfect example, but it's something that close enough relate to would be like. Well, that would be awful. Like that's kind of the reality of a lot of healthcare practices.
0: So, and you you work with a lot of healthcare practices, right?
1: I Do I work with a, a, a lot? Of healthcare um, practices,
0: yeah, across the nation,
1: across the country, yep.
0: Would you say that clinics, I'll, let's go outpatient with beef clinics? Sorry, that was a cat. I don't know if you can hear that. It sounded like a baby
1: at first. Whoa!
0: Yeah, I don't. Know. <laughs> That's my girlfriend's cat. Is having a a nightmare right now. I think. Oh my gosh! It's a little it's so concerned. Crazy. Okay. I think, I, I think everything's good. Okay. She woke up. We're all good. Didn't know if I had to go what to the bed exactly emergency room.
1: Like, did, you, did you have a kid that I don't know about? That was very...
0: <laughs> So, so also I'm working with a startup. I also have a kid. So <laughs> a lot of things have changed again. Again, well, the kid was because of the podcast. So I, I, you know,
1: I, I you know, I, you're welcome in. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, things change when you start putting yourself out there. Um, also, when you don't know, use protection. Also, I was going for a spit take there, Will. I was going for a spit take.
1: I love it. I love it. <laughs> we were both thinking it.
0: Yep. But also, um, so you work with a lot of clinics. Should clinics incorporate uh, documentation time in the day? Like, all right, so you have your patient block, then you get 50 minutes of notes, of strict documentation time. Is that feasible?
1: yeah that's a good question so uh, I'm probably not the the best person that to, to have an answer mainly because I, I I don't do a ton on the like operations side of, of clinics mainly just do the marketing and and advertising for them but I mean just having been an employee and doing full-time home health for a year and a half out of school i um, i I think it really just comes down to your your company values and and culture to me you know if it's if if you don't want that and you want people to be expected to work after that then you that's just got to be the expectation and people have to some people might be totally on board with it like they, they might love it i think you i think there's a big mismatch and, and maybe this is uh you know a big reason why i think a lot of people are burned out or unhappy is the expectations are kind of unclear when people take jobs Yes, uh, i think the initial like here's the expectations of you but they don't turn out to be reality um which I understand it's hard to put everything on paper and it always turn out exactly that way. So there's there's gotta be room for, for variability, but I do think that, you know, I look at in my life, the things that make me frustrated or angry often just come down to a difference of expectations, like of what I thought was supposed to be expected or the other person thought was supposed to be expected. So I I think if it can be very clear and and I think if, if, people who are going for jobs, doesn't matter where they're at in their career, can be really upfront about their own personal expectations of what they would like, that you then can qualify and you can go interview people. Especially like we're in a position where there are more PT jobs than there are PTs, that if you're willing to move, like you have you have the ability to uh, to qualify the people that you're, the, the jobs that you're interviewing for. And I think that's just something we don't get empowered by. We are usually just like, well, hope that you get the job, right? Versus be, be in control and take ownership of the skills that you have and the value that you can bring and be able to communicate those and set expectations. Like I think it was Will Butler, it's either Will Butler or maybe Ben Fung or someone who, who told me, you know, one of the best things to ask for instead of a, a, like a raise, where at the beginning is like to negotiate your salary is to go negotiate your time and the things Mm. that you want with your time. Like, so instead of like, I don't want $10,000 more, I would like to know that I'm out of the office by 4 p.m. every day. I don't, whatever matters to you, right? Like it's not always money because I've learned that uh, I'm by no means wealthy or like super rich, but uh, you know, built a business and, and building a life that I can, I can pay myself and, and live uh, comfortably that more money doesn't equal like giving you more of what you want. Like you got to figure out what you want and money helps either amplify whatever that feeling is, right? If, if it, you're unhappy, more money tends to just amplify being unhappy mm. unless you're using it to give you what you want, which for a lot of people is is time. And what I'm realizing is most people just want more time. And so it's about leveraging. I, I think first it's it's as a company and a culture, when you're interviewing people, if I were interviewing people, it'd be like, Hey, what what is it that you really thrive on or want? And how can I help them meet that if if it's fair and, and justifiable? You know, if someone's like, well, I want to work four hours a week and make a hundred grand, it's well, cool. you know, what what does the skill set you bring justify that? If not, sorry, like we're just way off on expectations. This isn't a good fit. Um I don't know. It was a long ramble. I, I don't know that I'm the best person to answer that question. Yeah. As an employee, I would have loved it if it had been built in. Yeah. Uh or at least like, hey, here's we're gonna pay you an hour and a half to get your documentation done every day. That would have been great. I'm like great. Uh, but that's me. I, I don't know. What, what do you think? I think yeah, definitely as an employee from
0: remembering my time there, totally out of love that that designated time. I know it always gets funky when because of course these schedules are messy and patients always run over or it's hard to usher somebody out when you're dealing with a, a patient that has persistent pain on a bad day. Right. there a lot of things go out to it, but I would, yeah, I'd, for me, I would, I would have like designated documentation time, yes. even if it's like, Hey, we have lunch time and then we have a block after lunch where it designated documentation time. So there's no excuse, just hustle and get it done. Um, cause yeah, I was definitely somebody that just stayed later unless I was yes. like super it like, like roly desk computer right there. How's yep. it going? Type, 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 type how are the kids how's your pain level today type 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 yeah but yeah there's I'm, there's people that get it done really efficiently i've just i just always had us my brain was 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 always somewhere else it's hard to be that efficient
1: yeah i mean it's a lot to ask of 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 people uh i'll say men in particular because we've got really limited brain power and brain space of so like it's true do, do things at once and we're just like you just like might as well just i mean that's that's like asking to shove a square peg in a, in a round hole where you're just like hey men do two things at once it's like what we can't, we can't do that huh? i can barely figure out this the one thing i was trying to do How are you gonna to expect you to do two so uh, it's man i think that there's gonna be a big emphasis on uh, if there's not already just just culture expectations uh and being able to i think it takes a lot of us as the employees being able to say look here here are our expectations and and what we need to be happy and healthy because i don't think that there's a lack of like profit out there for wiggle room yeah. you know so we just have to be empowered i think we're we're not used to it we got into this field because we want to help people and we don't want to have conversations about money or time or power and uh the reality is if we're not having it someone else is and they're dictating it so uh, just a big believer in, in helping people realize their value what they bring to things i think the more you can understand Actually, how you're impacting a business, and this is the thing. Like, even if you work at a hospital, if you work for a nonprofit, like they're all business entities, right? And they have goals and they have missions. And sadly, it's not just how do I help people. If they can't keep the doors open financially, that big mission goes out the window. And we got to look at like, great. Well, what what are you know like what are my numbers? Like, if I know that I'm bringing in seven hundred fifty thousand dollars this year, and I get paid seventy grand. I mean, I got to really ask like, Hey, I need to know where that's going. Most of us just accept whatever they tell us like, yeah. okay, you know, but if you're able to really look at what you're bringing in and how it's impacting the business, you then have leverage of your power, your knowledge, how replaceable you are. Right? Mm-hmm. Shout out to, uh, to UpDoc media. They have that know your value calculator on their website. Right. Ever seen right. that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. We just got to empower people to, to understand the, the, the things that we don't get taught, you know, we get taught about, I think where I struggled the most and where I struggled as a, as a clinician the most was I was, uh, I never really saw a way to make more money based on how the quality of my uh, job performance. Yeah. I, I only saw the ability to get paid more or the only way that I knew I could get paid more is if I just stayed there longer. And it's like, I can't really like affect that. The only way that I can affect that is just wait for time. There's no like reason for me to, or the way to get paid more was to do less of what I wanted, which was to work with people and go become a manager or director Mm. where I'm either seeing the same amount of people and I got to like direct people, manage people. So it's not really even a trade off. Yeah. Or I am now away from the thing that I spent all this money in education to get into, which is uh, patient care to management level where I'm overseeing people. Well, it's like, well, why wouldn't I have just gotten a management degree if I'm going to yeah. manage it? like, and now we're asking people who aren't managers who are great. at This is the crazy thing. People who are really good at patient care who are able to do well in their jobs, then get moved into a position of management which isn't really reflective of like you managing your own patient load. It's not the same as managing a group of people who manage their cases. That's where I got really yeah. confused. And was like, I don't really see a path for me anywhere in this other than like acceptance. And I was like, I, I yeah, for me, which is okay. Like mm. it's not a, it's not a, I just, I, I bring all this up. If anyone's listening to hope, just bring awareness, which if they're, if they've been listening to duck legs for a while, I'm sure they're super aware of this, but uh, it just never hurts. I've had to hear it dozens and dozens of times for it to, times for it to like sink in of like, Oh crap. Yeah, that's, that's right. So, yeah. Uh, so true.
0: Just like a, a visualizing, you know, the death of a, of a clinic culture. When you take this, this clinician who's overworked burnout with note taking and not making enough money, seeing a lot of patients, then you move them to a director position where all of a sudden same caseload, same notes, but now <laughs> they have to manage people yeah. and and you only have so much bandwidth, right? Like you can't, you can't express that, that hundred percent level of empathy to your clients and to your staff. Yeah. And even the jump from clinician to, to director in, for most cases, the, the salary jump isn't that much worth it. If you still got those, those extra bandwidth issues, at least from what I've, at least in my area right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I think, uh, what, I, what I've started to think about more is why it's so important that we have podcasts like this and we have talks like this is that, uh, th- I think I do believe that it's not a, like, for me, I don't want it to be a blanket statement that like it's all bad and, and there's no good ways. Like I do think there are businesses and companies and cultures out there that are doing amazing stuff that keep people happy, that, that respect their time. Oh, yeah. I just think we need to, uh, we need, we need people to have conversations with them, too, and them share. Like, anyway, it's tough in a, in a capitalistic society, which is, like, protect and, and try to beat competition, and, and part of that's my secret sauce, and that's how I win. Yeah. So I understand that, um, but I do think that we're going to need more. It's so funny. People are like, oh, I feel like there's so many PT business coaches or, or like, experts and all this stuff, and I was like, I don't feel like there's enough, man. Yeah, we need need hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands more, like imagine, think of like the progress we've made in the last five to 10 years, because more and more people are coming out and expressing their ideas. Now, is everyone that comes out going to have amazing ideas? Probably not. Like, that's just statistics. But the more people that do, the more good ideas that come out. It's to me, it's like, would you rather have two news channels or would you rather have a thousand? Is it harder to know what's truthful? It is. But is it more likely that you can find the actual truth through there? Yeah, it's gonna require more effort on your part. Yeah. But you can actually get to what you need versus like people want to go back to two news channels and and I get it, it's easier, right? And and we could say like it used to be more regulated or whatever. I I, you know it's out of my area of expertise, but I think like, yeah, but how easy is that to be manipulated if those two become controlled? Yep. Yep. Like right. And to me, it's like we need thousands of more. Of uh, 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 people coming out talking about how they can, what they've learned, and the people who are having success and what they're doing, and I mean that's the way we're gonna grow up. For me, it's just total abundance mindset. I, people are like, well, what if someone else comes and teaches marketing? I was like, there were like five people, ten people teaching that before I came. Like, I'm not, I'm not trying to be, yeah. like, a leader in it. I would never even call myself that. Like, do I, do I know a lot now? Have I learned a lot? Yeah, I learned a lot from the people before me, and hopefully, like, I'll continue to learn from more people who are doing great things and aren't talking about it out loud and when they do I'm going to be studying them like I would love that I think there's a I think we need these clinics who are doing a great job and the problem is they're just so focused on their business because it is working that they're the ones who uh, don't need to go talk about it because it's working
0: mm, yeah
1: so we go find them and it's almost like a reporter's job right like a PT reporter like you or like me who had <laughs> that's what we come in to like report and go find them like hey how is this working why is this working like
0: Yeah. Why is your culture so great? Why do you love it? It's hard to,
1: hard to find them until you're in it. That's the really tough part. That is true. I
0: love how this is just becoming like a culture, a company culture episode. This is awesome.
1: Which I mean, neither one of us like has our own deep like staff or anything. So it's, it's, it's it's from our view of like having been in cultures and companies and me consulting with different, companies with their marketing and sort of seeing what's like going on in there and you having worked at all these different places and seeing like what has worked, what hasn't worked. and
0: It's so fascinating, man. Yeah. Damn. I think it I, simply enough, it boils down to empathy, empathy and expectations, right? If we want to keep the alliteration going from what you said of people being clear of what the expectation is on both sides from supervisor to, to clinician. And then at the simplest level, do you empathize with people? Can you? Are you aware of how this comment that you made during this person's low point affected them and now they fucking can't stand you? And every little thing negative you do now is just going to keep, because we've seen this, we've seen people just fester with hatred for their supervisor and the supervisor is oblivious and you being on the outside, you're just like, dude, if you fucking knew how much she hated you right now. And you making that dumb joke isn't helping at all. she's on indeed right now, looking for other jobs. you think y'all are home. like just this the oblivious shit if we could help chip away at some oblivious oblivious oblivious, ob- if we could help make people less dumb, well, I like that obliviousness, yeah, dumb less
1: give them dumb less, yeah,
0: yeah, it's crazy, man yeah I, we need to we need to start re- being reporters and traveling the clinics and being like, Hey, channel five local news.
1: will PT, reporting <laughs> PT, PT channel PT one, two, four. And there's somebody's got to do it, man. Somebody like it's, it's, uh, uh, like my business and my life has shifted sort of away from, of uh, just physical therapy. So it's been cool. And I love, I just hope that there are more waves, of. uh, uh uh, people out there it's always like oh I feel like there's so many everyone has a podcast it's like well that's that is far from the truth uh, <laughs> I, I wish that'd be really cool like I yeah could learn from the people I want to learn from and uh, like there's so much room for exploration like I just it's it's mind-boggling to me the in today's world there are probably at least five to ten thousand people right now who would love to just listen to PT culture episodes. Whether they're looking for a job, whether they're looking for a job, or whether yeah. they actually own a company and want to build one or thinking about it. Like I mean easily like easily that many people. And you could you could create an entire like media production around that if you wanted to and yeah it just take someone to want to do it and to be to be curious enough, I guess, is, is the hard thing. And and it's really tough to expect a very small percentage of people to be able to cover all those curiosity topics, which is why we That's need more fun. and more people doing it. We need people yeah. out are talking about it, man. That's fun. Yeah, 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 dude, which is, it? and I mean, let's be honest with the world today, like you can literally start a podcast or a video, like a vlog or a series from your phone. I mean, you don't even need... Like with anchor, you can yeah. you just, as long as you have a smartphone and the internet, you can make new episodes for free, for free. That's a cool thing. Yeah. For free. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: well, dude, I'll, I'll, well, uh, I'll probably bounce in maybe 10 more minutes. I'm sorry. Today was so hectic, yeah, yeah. but yeah. Thank you for, for being a trooper and bearing and bearing with me. Yeah. I would, I'd love to to pick your brain more and, and to, to, to shine a light on you. Spotlight news interview right now. Um, So you, you have so many things going on right now. We have healthy funnel. That's, that's a digital marketing agency. Is that how we, would you describe it?
1: Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's kind of interesting how our business has evolved. So we have healthy funnel. Healthy funnel is actually an online education company and coaching and consulting. So with healthy funnel, we don't actually do anything for people. Um, I should, I should probably phrase that. You know, New things we just don't we don't provide done for you. So <laughs> <Got it. laughs> you wanna, we just we just literally sit there all day, and people pay us to just be like,
0: yeah. That's now that's that's cool. good company culture right there.
1: Oh my gosh, it's, it's amazing. People feel heard. Uh, yeah. yeah, they're just like just sit there and nod. Yeah. We so we have we have a ton <laughs> of we do coaching and uh, education. So it's sort of like imagine going to. Um, a school for uh, online business. So we teach people how to build online audiences, uh, how to monetize online audiences. And then we, uh, so just through either uh, done for you, or not done for you, courses. So we have have two uh, two programs, one's called uh, Impact Academy, which is how do you grow an audience? So how do you start something like a podcast? How do you start a Facebook group? How do you understand how to do this to build an, an audience? because without an audience we can't really make a business uh, which even if your goal isn't to make a business like opportunities come from you building an audience yeah. so that's the foundation of everything like if, if no one's listening it's still great that you still do it but when people are listening and tuning in it doesn't mean tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands even just 30 people or 50 or 100 just so need really one love, really love what you're doing you can you can create programs and products for them which is what we do in our other program which is called launch code just how do you actually launch a program product or service to your existing audience in an online way? So let's say Duck Legs, for example, has thousands of listeners every month and they're all really like say they're all PT students. Great. Well we teach you how do you pull them of what they want? What do they need help with right now? Great. Could you create a program, product, or service that they would be willing to pay for that solves that need for them? <clears throat> so it's really just business sort of business principles 101 of what do people want? One, do you have people? Two, what do they want? Three, can you build something that uh, they would be happy to pay you for to solve that problem, yeah. or how do you deliver it to them? That's that's what launch codes all about. So that's healthy funnel. Then we have a, a just we have an agency which is called Just Launch, which is actually helping people to launch their online programs and products in done for you. So our team will actually go. We do things like webinars and uh, Facebook advertising or advertising to get people to your, your webinar or an event. And then we uh, do all the follow up. So people who are uh, usually making close to six figures online already, that's who that's for. It's like, hey, you need, you've need you been doing it all yourself at this point. need help. So that's what we do with Just Launch. And then I have my WB Marketing and Consulting, which is a really smaller focus of my time and energy, which is where I do done-for-you advertising for uh, clinics. Cool. Yeah.
0: WB was also a great network, by the way. Do you remember Animaniacs? <laughs>
1: Animaniacs. Yeah huge like darkwing duck maybe two yes yeah. okay. i
0: think so i think it was all wb okay i don't know what They're still not they're not around anymore right mm. i don't know i haven't been keeping yeah, up
1: I feel like they probably changed to one of the newer i can't even i don't even know what they're called anymore the yeah i'm sure i'm sure they're i'm sure they're still around just in a different name
0: yeah they're probably on netflix or hulu somewhere
1: yeah they're, they're out there
0: so that's awesome, man. And and definitely listeners go reach out to Will. Will is a genius. And if you need any sort of wisdom, feel free to hit him up. He he'll reply to you. And he won't he won't judge you. He won't give you bad advice. He won't make fun of you. Like some of these people will. When you just ask for help and they just shit on you and make fun of you and put weird weird things on your uh uh Facebook
1: profiles. Super weird emojis, just yeah.
0: To-
1: this, yeah. Yeah, like skull emojis just all over your profile.
0: Yeah, just skull and eggplant emojis. You don't even know what it means. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it just feels abusive. Oh, uh, is it such <laughs> a thing as like internet sexual assault? Is that? Yeah, emoji assault. It's emoji assault? Yeah, it's yeah, sexual emoji assault.
0: Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. sure Trump's done it at some point. God, speaking of this, this speaking of Trump, yeah. say what?
1: He's the pioneer of that, for sure. He is. Well, how
0: do you feel about coronavirus?
1: Uh, Are we
0: all going to die?
1: I I mean, if I'm being truthful, I'm not a big fan. I think it's uh, (laughs) probably not. uh, I don't want to make light of it, but uh, it's something that I don't think that I would wish on anyone, and it doesn't sound enjoyable. Uh, I... I don't know, man. I don't, I'm certainly no epidemiologist or like person who studies viruses, virologist of your, yeah, who, one of those guys who studies those things. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I don't know. It's crazy. You know, I'd really look back and this could be awful to say, but like, I remember when swine flu, like that was going to be the next, like giant. thing, And then, uh, what was it? There's SARS SARS. Yeah. SARS. So I I don't want to like downplay it at all. I just, From the sense of like, it's gonna be the like thing that brings us all down. I mean, I I would, I would. God, I don't know what's good to say or not, but like, I'm much more (laughs) more afraid of. No, I'm much more afraid of like AIDS still, in the sense that like, it. I mean, it's just been been happening forever and like going on, like you know, like everyone's looking for this new thing, and it's like, man, we still have these diseases out there that are just ravaging populations.
0: Like cancer, still a thing, right? Smoking.
1: not a fan of any of them, like I yeah. I think there are probably things that like I know I, I understand the the severity of like virality, right? Of things like going and spreading fast, of course. But yeah. I don't know, man. What are your thoughts? My
0: thoughts are uh, I'm gonna pull up something that, that Rich Severin, uh our boy PT reviewer, had. He had a great um a great little post that he shared somewhere. Uh it was it was a Stranger Things meme. And It was somebody holding up a sign that said um, something to the effect of like, "If if they had a coronavirus vaccine, half of y'all wouldn't get it anyway. So just wash your hands and be quiet." So I think that in a in a culture with some anti vaxxers it's yeah. it's pretty fascinating to see what would happen if there was actually a, a vaccine and how many people would actually get it. But uh,
1: you know, it, it's I really struggle because so in college I studied a lot of uh, my my major was international studies but it had a focus on human rights and i would study uh i studied like a lot of not a lot but i studied human rights law and read a lot about human rights and super fascinating topic for another time is like universalism versus yeah. relativism so like universal human rights versus relative uh human rights and in the western world we tend to think of things as very universal of uh, we know it's best science dictates everything and and uh while i tend to lean that way there's still a very big piece of me that, that's like you have to take into account belief systems as well which is really tough like yeah really really tough when you're biased in one way that that says well like just look at the data and but it's like you know it would be like looking at the data of religion though like who's how are you going to like Like it doesn't stop people from believing in things like heaven when we don't. It's like well, we don't have the data to support it, right? Like the data, literal data we have is like unknown. So how are you going to make decisions of that? Well, just it's my belief system, and I'd rather believe something than than not believe. And so that's a broad statement. Not trying to like offend anyone. That uh, it's really tough. Like you, you like with vaccines and anti-vaccines. Like I mean, I have my personal beliefs, but then I think like. What if I really believed that in if if I were religious, like in my religion, it said if you got vaccinated, like you would go to hell. I'd be like, Dude, that's really tough. <sighs> I, don't, tough. I don't I don't like how, how do you how do you fault someone or blame someone? I, I don't yeah. I really this don't is, know.
0: This is a we're going getting into graduate <laughs> level ethics right now for this course, man.
1: It's crazy, crazy stuff, dude. All right, I'll let you get rolling. We'll have to talk yeah. about comedy some other time.
0: Yeah, I just, well I think we got some comedy in there. I just loved how we we went from uh, micro clinic culture to global culture in like two minutes yeah, yeah. shout out to Migos.
1: zero to 100 real fast
0: real quick, real quick 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 and hey if you got like two minutes can you just are you going to do stand-up
1: again is that uh, in the plans uh, i need i need to at some point i want to take another class so i took a class on it and it was a stand-up class i think stand-up class it was like six Six or eight weeks. I won't say six weeks, and then it ended with a uh, show. Yeah. So there were like, I don't know, maybe forty people in the audience, but like it's a full show. You have to have a five-minute set. You go up there and you yes. do five that Yes. And uh, I only knew two people in the audience. It was pretty much a like unknown crowd, and I thought I was going to pee myself, and I may have tinkled a little, but not much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's nerve wracking, but it was, it was, dude, it was just a bucket list thing it was something that, like, I kept telling myself, I wonder if I could do it. And I'll we'll have to talk about the, like, the preparing for it and how, how involved, like, true comedians get. Like, it, it, it's, I didn't even experience true comedians, but what I can imagine based on the level of effort and work I went through to put together a five minute set, like, crazy.
0: How long? It, it took the whole six weeks to, to put up a five minute set, would you say?
1: I would say. I don't know that it took me that the whole six weeks. It did take me to uh, practice. It's it's like acting. It's very much acting. It is about uh, getting into, uh, if not character, getting into, you're reciting words at that point. You're not, it's not a, it's different. It's not a free flowing state. It's not a, I'm sure some people can, but it's very much like I have practiced these phrases, these sayings, The the timing, the pattern, the timing. It is, uh, so it's not as a ton. Like, once you've written things out, like, there's a process of how they help you write and, and get better at writing. But then it's about the delivery. Like, how do you practice that delivery so it's effortless when you're doing it? And that's the real crazy thing. Like, you, yeah. you guys are naturals going up there, but they're literally like actors reciting words. Like, they make it seem like they're just sitting there, like, talking, but they have thought about the phrasing and the timing and the, and the delivery of all these things. And, um, and there's room for, you know, for improvisation, but so much of it is very much a script that they've just rehearsed, that it sounds so natural. Just like when you see actors and you're like, you feel like it's real. It's like, yeah, they've, they've yeah. rehearsed it over and over and over again to the point that it feels real. And they like live those words and they live the the, the way that they they come out. It's it's very much an, uh, an art form more than it is uh, they're just funny. Yeah. It's crazy.
0: Do you know Stuart Lee, British comedian?
1: I don't. i was just looking at his.
0: Yeah, check him out because he 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 does a really great job of reiterating what exactly you just said. He had a, I, I have a, one of his books on audiobook. And he made a he went to some college and it's basically the same thing of like he breaks down his writing process and, and the challenge of when you get on stage to make it look like improv, even though exactly what you said it's so rehearsed. It's it's a beautiful art form.
1: Dude, it's crazy There's because there's two pieces. There's the actual writing of the, of the jokes, um, which is its own art. And there's really cool exercises. Like you can take a simple sentence and what they made us do is you had to break, you had to write every sentence out of your whole thing, you had to write out every sentence. And you had to look at every sentence. How could you add something like an amplifier or an accelerator or something that could tweak things? Or like, how can you add surprise or Wow. It was really great for copywriting. You just play, right? You play. So you start you, playing. Like, what could I do to, to add in like the unexpected or to, mm-hmm. how do I, how do I make that go from something that's just a sentence and you can take any sentence, right? Like Jared is a, Jared is a funny guy. Uh, you know, Jared is a funny guy that, is boring. I don't know. Like you keep going on and on, and, and you look for ways of how can you add something or just the way you say it. Could you say it differently that makes it funny? So, like, uh, you know, Jared is a real funny guy. I don't yeah. know. Start playing yeah. around, they're going. It's really fascinating how you really can get into the weeds of taking one sentence and turning it into a whole story or different context by the way that you deliver things. It was. So that's, that's the first stage. And then the second stage is how do you deliver that through, through speaking? Yeah. Which is a whole nother thing of like a lot of people can write great jokes, but then when they go to talk about it, it's like fear yeah. doesn't come out right. And, and you're waiting for like the feedback of the audience. If you don't get that, it's like, oh, yeah. The next <laughs> and they're like, no, you know?
0: It's, and that's when you know you're just a comedy writer or you, or you, you focus on your comedy writing for
1: somebody else yeah it, it was it was such a cool experience of um looking at something for the actual work that it is right i think people see physical therapists too in this way and it's like wow you know have some exercise and like cool you know how to like use your hands to help people but then when you're like you watch someone who's really great at it, like a jeff moore and you watch them train and you're like wow this is this is like a or kobe right kobe yeah. just makes it easy or made things look easy and you're just like Oh, yeah, it's so easy for him. And then you watch him work and you're like, oh, that's why it's easy. I got it.
0: That's why. It's
1: just repetition. It's not even a like he's literally done that 9,000 times. Well, yeah, 9,000 first time wasn't that easy.
0: Yeah. Well, Will, thank you so much for your time. We talked about culture, comedy, and it's empathy. Happening. Yeah, man. And coronavirus, too.
1: And Corona. yeah. I, I probably won't drink Coronas for a little while. If I'm being honest.
0: I think that's safe. How can people reach you if they have some questions? I want to just hear more of your jokes. Your, where, where are you going to be performing next?
1: If you want to hear more of my jokes, just just follow my life. It's one continuous <laughs> ah uh, Over and over and over again. No, you can. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if you're really interested, you can follow me on Instagram, Will Boyd PT. Uh, it's probably the best place to go. And uh, I'm actually starting a new podcast, if anyone's listening, uh, for for guys out there, really for, for both men and women, but it's called Man in Progress, which is talking about a lot of things that uh, most of us don't talk about, which is like anxiety, fear, uh, dating, progress, finances, life. Like what is it like to be uh, uh, be honest and open as a man in today's world of dealing with shit, right? It's yeah. kind of something we've been trained and conditioned to not talk about. And it's been funny in my journey of opening up and telling more of my story and the things that I've gone through. The more I get dudes to reach out to me that are like, I need, I do. Like, I'm so glad someone's talking about this. Like, I'm—I've been freaking out about this. But <laughs> like, I shouldn't talk about it because I'm weird. And grew up in a military family. It was like, your emotions are pretty much like you might as well like just, just yeah, go, go live in Siberia before you talk about emotions. Yeah, and, it's been—it's uh, been—it's been, it's been fascinating to the point that it's—it's it's made me come out of this like fearful state of talking more about it to the fact I've realized like, wow, I need to. Um, yeah, I need to go talk about this because there are a lot of men in particular. And I think women dealing with men who are who are struggling. And, and uh, Yeah, it's not an expert-based podcast. I'm no expert. It's just me kind of documenting my journey as well as interviewing people who I think I can learn from. Like it's gonna be wild to interview moms who have sons who have raised sons. I want to interview like grandmas and watch like yeah. them and talk about what it's been like raising men over like generations. And I want to talk to to men who have dealt with like massive depression and what that's like and I want to talk to men who are seemingly successful that might not be under the surface. So I'm really excited about it. That'd be awesome, man.
0: Looking yeah. forward to it and then soon to be a Netflix show, I bet, in a couple years.
1: Um, Yeah, dude. Might need, might need to get a more handsome character or like... No. Leading role, leading role? No, no, no. I mean, at least like maybe I can get like some hair plugs or something before we before we do. We'll
0: see. We'll
1: see. We'll see if Netflix picks it up. I mean... Uh, they will. They'll... They'll probably be like, hey, man, could you uh, get like 10 times better and then we'll put it on? Be like, no. Let me let me see if I can bring in my friend, Jared. And we'll, we'll, we'll
0: <laughs> Weird. Weird. We're going to be really handsome for a Netflix show, man. We would kill. We dominate Netflix. We, we would do well. We would oh, yeah. Be well.
1: Let's be honest. Yeah.
0: That's, yeah. <laughs> we'll stop being humble. Will, Ooh. thank you so much for your time, man.
1: Dude, thanks for having me, Jared. You know I love coming on. And, uh, dude, can't wait to see you at some point in Austin. Oh, yeah. Orlando? Oh, dude, yeah. Are you going to be in Orlando? Oh, yeah. Gah! We'll gang, gang, gang. We'll have to do some, uh, <laughs> some workouts.
0: Or maybe an open mic, too.
1: Oh, maybe an open mic. I don't know if you ever watch, uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, my gosh. Uh, Theo Vaughn. Theo Vaughn. If you don't know, I feel oh. like you love Theo Vaughn. Okay. But he always goes, gang, gang. <laughs> There's like this trailer, gang, trailer. Gang. we well, love him. He's from Louisiana, he's like a trailer, trailer kind of guy from Louisiana. <laughs> that's awesome, and he's just so like, bad, guy So, oh, I love that. I love that. The fans out there, really resonate in with you. Everyone else, I'm not a gang, just that's just what we say. So, yeah. mom, don't worry, don't even know you're man. Healthy
0: your funnel, gang, gang. All right, well, okay. All right, bye. that's bye. that's the new motto. Bye, dude. <laughs> bye, dude.